0: You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Hey, Potsicles, and welcome to another edition of the Aaron Says What podcast podcast. Uh, You asked me to bring the interviews, and I have listened uh, with, uh, I got a very interesting one tonight, CB Gold, co-host of the MMA Roasted Podcast. I will let you, or rather, I will let him, uh, tell you what he is all about, so let's try to Skype him right now. I feel like I should have some ringing music. CB Gold, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, can you hear me? All right. Yep. All right. So uh, basically, I was just telling my listeners that I uh, I've been getting some attention, interviewing some interesting people, and you are one of the more interesting people I have come across lately. We uh, we kind of met on Twitter because of your work on the MMA Roasted podcast, uh, the MMA encyclopedia if you will but there are certainly some other interesting things i would like to cover would, would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself
1: um yeah i'm fan for about 10 years been training for nine uh trained and sparred with some of the best in the business had my ass kicked by some of the best in the <laughs> business and uh now just trying to take a little uh, less violent approach to the sport
0: cool i realized i wasn't on video I, I think i'm set up now Alright man, well that's awesome, but there are uh, some other interesting things I'd like to talk about too, like uh, what, I guess what really piques my interest is what, what you're doing with like the autographs and, and, the, and uh, all the neat things you do, all the events you go to, it's crazy.
1: Um, basically been, uh, been doing the whole graphing thing, I think my first event was around UFC 146.
0: Now for my listeners that aren't familiar, what, what do you mean by graphing?
1: Um, basically like meeting the fighters, um, kind of hanging out with them, whether at the hotel, weigh-ins, whatever it is, during fight week, wherever the fight may be, um, you know, taking photographs, getting, getting autographs on stuff and just kind of, you know, we have a group of people to do it. There's four of us that are kind of in our little, uh, I guess you could call us a little misfit pack. The four
0: horsemen and, of the, uh, uh
1: graphers? Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, there's a lot. Like UFC 200, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, no less than like 150, 200 of them that are coming out for it. I will wow. not be one of those. Um, I just do not want to be part of that shit show that is a three-night <laughs> event, International Fight Week, Insanity. Uh, um, but yeah, I've been doing that since about UFC 146, which was the Junior Dos Santos, Frank Mir, all-heavyweight main card. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the one where everyone gassed out. Yeah. Huh?
0: Was that the one where everyone gassed out in Colorado?
1: Uh, no, that was that was in Vegas.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
1: That was um, yeah, that that was in Vegas, and uh, that was actually Mayhem's last UFC fight. Dan Hardy was on that card. A lot of people. Um, I lived in Vegas for about three years. Was uh, that was the easiest place to graph because if you live in Vegas and the fight comes to town, it's down the street. So it makes life really easy. Uh, been back home in SoCal for about uh, almost three years now, and um, just doing what I can out here. There's a lot of events coming this way, but this weekend I'm going to Vegas to enjoy uh, Tomas Almeida's destruction of uh, Cody Garbrandt. Ooh, so
0: all right, we'll get into those picks later. That that's bold, though, man. That uh, we will get into that. I think I think we're going to disagree on a few, possibly. Now, uh, one of the most interesting stories I heard you tell uh, was the. <laughs> Driving Matt Hughes around Vegas. Now, how did that yeah. even happen?
1: Um, I'm actually gonna hook up some headphones so I can hear you a little better. I haven't used my laptop in a while. Oh, sure thing, man. Uh, let's see. Go for it. There we go. How's that? Uh, a lot better. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so around the time of about what was it? It was fan expo week in Vegas. I think it was 2013, right before I moved home. Um, I used to have those round five action figures that the UFC sold. And, um, most, most fans now don't remember them because they've been out of business for a little bit, but I had about 65 individuals, all different fighters trying to get them signed. Wow. And that's what I did. Um, And so I was just trying to get a few more done before I left Vegas. And I hit up Matt Hughes on Twitter. I said, you know, I'm a local. I know you're in town. I'd love to meet you. Um, Get this thing signed. You know, it'd it'd be really awesome. And because a lot of guys that week were like, you know, go to the expo. I'm like, I would (laughs) like to avoid as much as possible being there, even though it's not anywhere near the zoo that it is now. But He tweeted me back and he goes, oh, you're local. Um, Is there any way you could give me a ride from one place to another? And I was like, okay, that's a little strange. But thank God I didn't have the nickname Psycho back then because that would have (laughs) been really weird. But um, So I tweeted him back. I said, yeah, man, just uh, DM me and we'll figure this out. So he DMed me like five minutes later. He gave me his number. And I'm like, this can't be him. There's there's no way it's going to be Matt Hughes. That's yeah. way too weird. So I tw- I texted him and I said, you know, what time do you need me? Um, and where are we going? He said, be at the Sands Expo at whatever time it was. I don't remember. Um, he said, just come up. I'll be finishing a seminar and uh, we'll go from there. So I went there and I took my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now an ex, but... Uh, <laughs> I took her and we go up there, and he's coming down the escalator. We're about to go up, and I go, hey, Matt, uh, I'm your ride. And uh, <laughs> he was like, All right, cool. So he's like, Where are you parked? So he comes, he gets in the car, he puts the stuff in the car, and we ended up sitting in traffic for almost an hour and a half um, getting from the Sands Expo to the UFC office, which isn't a long drive, but we were just stuck on the strip. And I got to pick his brain for an hour and a half, ask him questions. When we got there, he autographed a bunch of stuff, um, took a few pictures. And since then, you know, um, whenever I see Matt, he always says, what's up to me? And how am I doing? And I always talk to him. And, but it's just like the most random experience because, you know, even my sister was saying afterwards, you could have been a murderer, a psycho killer, all this <laughs> shit. And I'm like, yeah, he must just be really cheap. Well, that's that he awesome. Didn't want a cab. Well, he's a good old boy from Illinois, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, he's not too far from me, I don't think. But uh, but so he was a cool guy then, right? You I know, mean, I've heard stories off and on. You know, he's not so cool. He is cool.
1: You know, I've, I I had here heard the same things going into it, and I'm like, you know, if I get my own private opportunity to do this, then I'm not going to complain because it's like a once in a lifetime shot. I yeah. get what I need done, and we're done here. Um, but he was super cool. He answered all my questions. He was telling me funny stories, depending on what question I asked him. Um, we, we had a good time together. and you know, I mean, I've heard stories about every fighter, yeah. and I'm sure you and, and whoever's going to be listening has heard me on the MMA Roasted podcast, yeah. but I have my issues with certain fighters. Um, well, I mean, they're fighters. And, they're going to have big personalities, you know? Yeah, and when you've met 1,300 of them, there's going to be a few bad eggs. But I never had an issue with Matt. I've never had one problem with him, and I wouldn't be shocked if I saw him this weekend or next week when 199 comes to SoCal. So I'm sure I'll be seeing him again, saying what's up, hugs, whatever. Yeah. Just good times, man. I need a few things signed anyway, so it wouldn't be the worst thing.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So um, now, how did, you, uh, how did you hook up with Adam in the MMA Roasted podcast?
1: Um, I had started listening, I started listening to MMA Roasted maybe just under two years ago, and I started listening to it. I had known Adam just from seeing him on Twitter. Um, I went to his comedy show one night, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan. I love your comedy. I love the podcast, and I, we were just kind of you know picking each other's brain about what could be done with the podcast and what I liked, what I didn't like. And then I became kind of annoying with it. I would listen to the podcast. If there was something that – if there was uh, misinterpreted information or if there was something said wrong or the wrong fighter or whatever it is, I would tweet them. And it became like dozen or two tweets every podcast where I'm like, you got this wrong. Bubba said this wrong. You know, this guy doesn't know and – you know, I kept saying, you know, bring me in, bring me in. It'd be fun because when I met him, I was telling him these kind of stories and he's like, it'd be funny to have you on the podcast. So I'm thinking, okay, like, let's make it happen. Um, yeah. So I just kind of started trolling him a little bit and then uh, <laughs> kept showing up at his comedy shows. I remember one night I didn't tell him I was coming and this was uh, it's probably about a little over a year ago. And I walked up to the bar where he was sitting. I said, Adam Hunter, no matter where you go, boy, I'm coming. <laughs> Doing that whole Daniel Cormier promo thing. Yeah. He turns around and he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I don't think he was happy to see me. But um, around January this year, he said, you know, let's bring you in and let's try you out in there. We'll, we'll, I figured out a role. You'll be the intern. Yeah. So I came in. I did my first podcast was the one when we had King Mo on it. Right, I think it was right after Ryzen. It was right after Ryzen, and kind of stayed in in the background for a few of them, and then started getting more and more mic time, and then kind of taking like an analyst's role and and the the walking encyclopedia role. And now, you know, I'm one of the staples of the podcast, and it's one of one of the things i've most enjoyed in life and probably one of in my opinion one of my biggest and most proud accomplishments
0: but i'm telling you man i have listened i don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts religiously maybe like two or three but he, he's one i've listened to since i've discovered him and what a cool guy by the way i actually got to meet him in st louis when he did comedy but for anyone that thinks he's a one-sided comic man it his show's a whole different deal i mean it's great
1: yeah we have a lot of fun um now that he's doing this Tuesday Night Dime Bar show, I'm yeah. trying to be there every Tuesday. Um, so that that's always fun. I mean, his comedy, I've connected with his comedy to the point where, you know, a lot of comics... You connect on certain stuff, and then you wait for their new stuff. But the old stuff starts to fade a little bit. His stuff every time—it could be the same jokes, it could be the same set. Yeah. I'll laugh the whole time. I got respect for what he's saying. I relate to it a lot. And the man is unbelievably talented. He is the hardest-working one-man comic that I've ever seen. And I've been into stand-up comedy for decades. Oh, well, he's great. Um, man. Yeah, man. Adam. Ad- Adam's just amazing and he's got so many different levels and you know he can switch from his stand-up to his MMA stuff to you know one night he did a show that I was at and he did a new joke just for me and I was the only one in the room that understood it yeah but Hogan joke oh and hang on let's it,
0: uh let's shut off our cameras I'm starting to get some lag here
1: all righty then
0: I was afraid that was gonna happen I live out I, I live out in the middle of nowhere CB
1: uh, There we go.
0: all right there we go yeah no worries much better. All right, so let's go ahead and
1: continue. Sorry. Um, yeah, so he did the one joke, and I'm like, you know, that I, I'm honest with him after the shows, and I'm like, you know, it fell flat a little bit. and He's like, <laughs> no, I only did that one for you. I wanted to see if you'd get it. And I'm like, no, I got it. Trust me. That's great. So it's always interesting. All right, so
0: now i got to ask you a difficult question here because before you, uh, before you came on, the Internet exploded with some bad news. BJ Penn is out. Is, is Nate Diaz right? You're on steroids. I mean, what's going on, man? What happened? Uh,
1: you know, he, he admitted back in March that he had done the the IV, and he said he admitted it, and they said, you know, you're not allowed to use the IV. Right. You've, you've, I guess you've gone over the limit. It was 50 milliliters that he did. And... Um, <coughs> It was, um, it was sad, but he is out of UFC 199. Ugh. He's one of my favorite fighters ever. Mine too. But they pulled him, and then Nick Lentz went on a fucking like 18 tweet tirade of how he's a piece of shit, and uh. he's over the hill, and a cheater, and all this bullshit. And um, you and, know, it, it was really, it's a really big hit for me. The saving grace is that Wideman dropped out. I got my tickets refunded, so now that BJ's out, I'm not like, you know what, I'm missing anything because I'm really not. I was going for BJ, second for Weidman, and so I still get to watch it at home, but you know, it brings up the question, will he ever fight, and that really saddens me. I think he
0: probably won't, but he was talking all that shit about people that used IVs and then he was using an IV, so I, I hate that. I don't... I just want him to stay away just so his legacy stays intact. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I will root for him every time. I, I made a joke that now uh, Cole Miller's also fighting Michael Bisping, but...
1: I saw that, actually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Michael Bisping shit his pants that time, too.
0: Yeah, man, but uh, I don't know. I just want him to... Why, he just needs to stay away at this point. I, I wish he would, I. but I mean... I'll still watch him fight about, you know, anytime he's fighting, but I I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? I'll see it, but I don't want to see it.
1: I I think, and the other thing that that sucks, and, you know, I know BJ very well. Um, I went out to Hilo in 2009 and trained with him and, uh, spent a lot of time with him, spent a lot of time with him when he was in Vegas a couple times, saw him at Dynamite, uh, a year and a half ago, or no, like six months ago or so, um, BJ's always been a good friend. The thing that um, the thing that sucks for me, like not for me but in general is, you know, he's taken the last like 4 months away from his family in Albuquerque just training and it's, you know, it's to an extent for nothing now and it yeah. sucks. Yeah, he's so, been away from his family, right? Yeah, they're they're all in Hawaii and Ugh. he's out in Albuquerque and he's been there about 4 months. And he was getting ready and and this whole thing. And, you know, I was ready for him to come back. I was ready for him to beat Cole Miller's ass. I was ready for him to beat Dennis Seaver's ass. Everybody's talking shit. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. And now it's like, you know, everybody can jump up. Well, I told you. Well, you said he wasn't going to win. You didn't say he was going to fucking test and drop out. Yeah. So... It's it's rough, man. I love BJ. I really do. I know. If I gotta fly out to Hilo to, to see him again and, and train a little bit, that's what I'll do. But I was definitely looking forward to hanging out with him next week and you know, spending time with him and the training camp and everything. So it hit, hit me in the heart. It hit me in the feels. Now you trained to fight at 125 pounds, is that correct? Um, yeah I did. Yeah. I I I, I used to. Um yeah. When Kevin Randleman passed, I decided that I wasn't gonna pursue uh, any more cage time. Really, Um, that one really upset me, and I I never really was in it for the money. I was in it, you know, test my metal and and see what I could do. Um, So, if I if I don't have to do it to pay the bills. Then you know what I I don't need to do it because I'm I'm gonna be 31 in a couple months and I don't want to be on that you know that shelf life where where Kevin was and yeah. Mark Coleman is and Gary Goodridge and these guys you know they're punchy they're they're somewhat brain damaged and a guy like Kevin to go out at 44 years old it's it's way too young and you know there's there's nothing really that protects these fighters after they're done after they retire in terms of a pension or a retirement fund so, yeah. you know they got to pay out of pocket when they're not really earning money anymore and these these long sustained long-term injuries don't show up till later you say you know the guy came out of the cage unscathed but you never know 10 years from now the guy's brain could blow up and then what
0: yeah yeah so i mean it looks like they're heading in the right direction now and they're trying to you know they're trying to monitor that stuff a little a little more but yeah you're right it's not there yet for sure um you know i hope there i hope there is i hope there's a pension i hope there's at least a downside guarantee you know guy's out for a year and a half what's he gonna do
1: you know he's uh somewhat shit out of luck yeah he is he is it sucks i mean these guys there's certain guys that, that i've spoken to and have been on the roasted podcast and whatever that are out and they're just like, I don't even know how I'm going to pay the bills. I had Ugh. to take a job. I had to take a second, third, fourth job. And, you know, it's – if you're not in there and, – and one of the things that was raised today that I found out about is, you know, if you're out or you're in training camp and you get injured, yeah, the the fighter's insurance doesn't pay for it. What? Whereas, whereas like, I found this out today. A lot of guys are saying, you know – they're hiding their injuries until the fight because if they say you know yeah i took the fight but i did this which was already sustained injury it you know then the, then the organization will say okay we'll pay for it cuz it was sustained during fight if it's in training camp it's well you're out and we'll see you when you're done oh man that's bullshit so it it really puts a hurt on him. I mean, you know, Will Brooks made the joke a few weeks ago. I got to take a part time job at Target because it's making me more money <laughs> than Bellator right now.
0: Yeah, he's out. Is there any word what he's going to do? Is the UFC
1: interested? I I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I think the one thing I think with with Will is he he's he talked so much shit yeah. on Twitter and just went on complete tirades that. You know, he may be a liability for them to pick up because, unfortunately, Will was a champion. He was a very talented fighter. He beat my friend Michael Chandler
0: a yeah. few times. He's a Missouri boy, Michael Chandler, by the way. What? I said Michael Chandler was a Missouri boy, right?
1: Um, I don't know where he's from, but I trained with him for a few years. Yeah. I see him all the time. He's, he's a good friend. But, like, uh, you know, with Will, it's like you talked so much, but... You know, if the the UFC brings you in, you're not getting a title fight. You're not going to get 60 and 60 or 40 and 40. You might get 18 and 18. And I don't know if that's enough to, you know, pay your bills and you just had a kid. And, you know, but at the same time, if UFC doesn't pick him up, there's nobody that has the budget that that can fulfill a contract that he was, you know, previously part of with Viacom, who's got endless pockets. Yeah. So you know the one thing you don't bite the hand that feeds you, and he might have bit the only fa- the only hand that could feed him. Whereas a guy that I'm not too fond of, who I found out over Twitter, isn't too fond of me. Signed with the UFC today after winning a championship in Titan FC a couple weeks. Oh, who's this? Bilal Muhammad.
0: Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys were just talking 170
1: about one seventy champ that. Uh, I think is delusional. So if he listens, I still think you're delusional. And I give you two fights in the UFC before you take your first <laughs> loss.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so, okay. All right. All right. Um, now, how did you and I even hook up? I just, like, I thought we were just, like, I it feels like we are just, like, instantly friends, like, as soon as you are on the MMA Roasted podcast.
1: Did we just become best friends? (laughs) (laughs) Yup. That's a good one. I think I was following Dana on uh, your account and I loved it. I love comedic (laughs) MMA. I absolutely do because MMA is one of the things that I know more more than anything else that I know and it's really fun for me to participate in something that has a comedic value, where even the fighters kind of join in and want to get roasted and and messed with whatever. So I was following that, and then I got the internship on the podcast, and then it was your prerogative, to jump on and try and stump me at all times, and if I missed uh, one question, yeah. you were trying to take my job. And then uh, I got promoted to co-host. So if you're looking for an internship, we might have an opening.
0: I do all right, but uh, LA is a little far away. I do plan. I, I, I listen. I have a, I have a commitment that uh, if I'm there, I, I can sit in on a podcast. So I, I am going to try to make it there. Hopefully by the end of the year.
1: Oh, that- you, you can't uh, you can't commute to LA twice a week?
0: No. No no, I wish man, but I gotta Well oh,
1: then you don't have any dedication. You're fired.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. Man, I got like six kids, you know. <laughs> I, I uh and they're all little athletes too, so they keep me pretty busy, man, but uh that's funny. I, I'm gonna I need I was looking for sound bites. I think I'm gonna put that uh Did We Just Become Best Friends one for sure. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that movie by the way. <laughs> yeah, you,
1: you can call me Dragon. <laughs>
0: God, Dragon these nuts. Oh man, alright So, uh, listen I am ready to pick some fights for UFC Fight Night Are you up for it?
1: Of course I'm up for it right, I'm le- gonna be live, cage side And if anybody that's- hears this and will be in Vegas Your your neighborhood friendly psycho Will be in Vegas hanging out with the fighters From Thursday till the end of the fight Sunday
0: Look at you man, that's awesome Let's see if I can get this music going here Yeah, you hear that? Oh, uh,
1: the old school I Old
0: was- school, baby but all right, well we can go ahead and pick. I'm gonna go from the bottom down here, or the we'll, we'll lead up to the main event because I think we're gonna disagree. But we let may disagree on this first this one.
1: Card. What's that? I said let me pull up this card real quick. I got two computers running right now. Oh, you're good, man. I got it. I got it all written down. But whatever you want to do, man. Awesome. I got it up.
0: All right, so let's let's start with. I'm not gonna go through all of them, but uh, let's go through the uh, featured. Fight past prelim Algermaine Sterling versus Brian Caraway. Who you got?
1: huh are we doing short explanation or You can do whatever can do you want,
0: a- brother, because I got I got I got a bit of an explanation but not a long one on this deal. Okay.
1: You know, Caraway's extreme couture. I was extreme couture for three years yep. back when everybody was there. I like Caraway, but you know, my boy Aljo and I have had drinks together, yeah. we hung out together, spend time on the beach together. Um Aljo's my boy. Aljo's an up-and-comer, undefeated. You know, this This is a an argument that we've had on the Roasted podcast quite often. I just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great fight. I think it's a great fight for both of them. They finally got, well, Aljo finally got the fight he wanted, but I just don't see Aljamain losing anywhere. I think he's better everywhere.
0: Man, I don't know. I, I'm i going to go the other way here because there's been a lot of drama at Saralongo Longo and, uh, you know, even... With Frankie Edgar, you got now you got you know Chris Weidman having to pull out of a fight. I I you know I'm going with the good vibes here. Caraway is super experienced. You know he's super patient. He's he's a veteran, and there's good things going on in that camp right now. I think you know not to mention Aljamain's. You know you know he's back with the UFC now, but he was out for a while. I think there's just been a lot of drama. I I'm gonna have to go with Caraway.
1: Right. I mean, I don't fault you. I don't fault yeah. you at all. I do know, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Aljo's already in Vegas from New York because yeah. he was looking for a gym that's open late. So I think he's, uh, I think he's ready to go, man. I don't
0: think I've ever picked a fight on good vibes before, but I think I'm going to this time. Right.
1: It's, it's a great fight either way.
0: I, I think so too. I'm looking forward to it. Now, here's another one I'm looking forward to: is Jessica I and Sarah McMahon. Who do you have? Woo.
1: <laughs> that's 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 tough um i was just with sarah at invicta she cornered alexa Connors, so i was talking to her a little bit um fight week you know she's got great wrestling i know that's Jessica's guys achilles heel her last two losses were to misha tate and juliana pena who are wrestlers um i hung out with Jessica guy a lot at uh a year ago at 184 she was hanging out Jessica is, is is a good friend. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, it's tough to call. My 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 desire is for Jessica to win. They're both in a in a necessary win situation, but I think Sarah uses her wrestling and, and just just outgrinds her. I gotta be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to root for both of them, but that being said, I think Ronda took part of Sarah McMahon's soul and i'm afraid that her best days are behind her i'm i'm gonna go with jessica i edging it out but you I, know you
1: know what i'd be i'd be very happy with that yeah and i don't, I don't want get... to
0: root against sarah either you know that's tough yeah definitely uh april Trujillo versus jordan ronaldo
1: yeah you can't be the intern you can't even pronounce his name
0: oh no i can <laughs> pronou- i can't pronounce anybody's name bud. That that's my thing.
1: That's my Black Zillion brother Abel Trujillo.
0: Yeah, I can't pick against Abel probably.
1: I th- dude, he was he was he was fighting Diego fajea That was an incredible stylistic matchup, but Diego got got picked off by Usada, another victim. Ugh. And um, Rinaldi, I looked up his record. He's a decent fighter, but you know. Abel is just a powerhouse. You don't want to get hit by that dude. And I don't know if I can ever go against my Black Zillions. All right. Yeah, I'm going to
0: have to agree with you there, man. Okay. Now, is uh, I've not been near my computer today, believe it or not. Is Safferdeen officially off the card?
1: No, he's actually officially back in. Okay. All right. He is back, he is back in. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited for that. I love Tarek. I love watching him fight, but he's got a tough fight.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Who do you got on that?
1: Oh, man. Story's a grinder, man. Story really is a grinder. Yeah. And, you know, Safadine he doesn't do the greatest against wrestlers, and that's what Story is. Plus the fact that, yeah, man, I mean, Story's, um, Safedine's only loss in the UFC was to Rory. Yeah. But he hasn't fought big time wrestlers or grinders that really kind of take him down. The last time he did was Woodley and he lost to Woodley in Force Challengers. So I love Tarek. I love watching him fight. Hope he doesn't hear this so he'll still hang out with me <laughs> fight week. But I got Rick's story by grinding.
0: I uh, I tend to agree with you. I, I wish both these guys were able to fight more and – uh you know they both keep getting hurt a lot. I think Tarek is this is the longest stretch he's had in a while where he hasn't been hurt. But I'm gonna have to go with Rick's story. I I feel the same as you. Uh, next up, 185 pounds. We have Chris Camozzi versus Vitor Miranda.
1: Um, another another tough call. Chris Camozzi is is a very very tough dude. Um, very great striker. He uh, he just demolished Joe Riggs last time in what i thought was like seconds i think it was like 25 26 seconds um vitor miranda another up and comer ultimate fighter brazil alum and um i Ah man i i don't know they're both just heavy hitters and uh, I like Camozzi, but I gotta go with Vitor Miranda off of his last performance.
0: Yeah, man, that's tough because you got the Camozzi that fought last time, and then you got the Kamozi who took the short notice fight against Jacare, which I wish he wouldn't have done because it, it, it was terrible. But ooh, I don't know, it, this is tough. I, I'm gonna pick Camozzi just to edge him out. I hope his experience uh, brings him the win, but I would not be surprised at the same time if uh, Miranda won as well. All right. Now, you have a friend of your podcast, Masvidal versus Lorenz Larkin. Who do you got?
1: I got fight of the night potential on that one, for sure. Fireworks like crazy. Um, You know, Masvidal, since moving up to welterweight, one of his better decisions.
0: Yeah, but he's he's Um, still not very big.
1: He's not very big. You know, Lorenz is dropping. It's, it's a 155, a bona fide 155-er against a bona fide 185-er. So you know Lorenz is going to come in bigger. Yeah. Mosfidal um, has great boxing, doesn't have a lot of knockouts, which is weird because he does have great striking. Mm-hmm. And Lorenz Larkin is more of a knockout artist. But Mosfidal also, I don't think, has been knocked out. Um.
0: Let's not forget, now, you're the encyclopedia, but Lorenz has even fought as much as uh, at 205 in Strike Force. Is that right?
1: Uh, I'm pretty darn
0: sure. I'd have to look it up. but
1: He, yeah, he fought, um, I don't. It wasn't Kimo, was it? Yeah, 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 I think he fought, he fought, um, what's Weidman's friend's name? Uh, oh, uh, Gian Vol- Vellante. 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 Um I think when he fought King Mo, I think that might have been at 185. I don't know that no, King Moe's. It was 205. Yeah. Okay, I'm wrong. okay. It was 205. I, I thought it was uh, fairly competitive if I, if I could be mistaken, but Yeah, I oh man. It 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 was it ended up being it was a KO by uh King Mo, yeah. but it was overturned due to uh steroids.
0: Yeah, was that the whole oxygen thing too where they had the oxygen in between the rounds
1: and I, that I don't remember because I don't know if I watched it. Oh, gotcha. I, I don't remember if I watched it um, live. Gotcha. I and remember the whole
0: I, steroid thing, though. He, he bought something at GNC, right?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. One of yeah. those. It was in my smoothie. <laughs> um, awesome. I, I got I to go with Lorenz Larkin. I do,
0: too. He's a bigger guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, Mosville's in that weird in-betweener where he's too big for 155 and too small for 170. So, yeah, I, I got I to gotta agree with you. I had to go with Larkin as well. Okay. Berkman versus Felder. Josh Berkman, Paul Felder.
1: I think after last, after Felder's last and Berkman's last, you know, yeah. Berkman fought KJ Noon's last, but KJ didn't have anything for him. Yeah. I was live at that fight. About six rows from the cage. Um, I thought KJ was going to swing more, go for more strikes. He was very tentative. But before that, you know, Berkman got submitted and knocked out by uh, Dong Young Kim and Patrick Cote uh, for two fights. And then he had lost the decision to Lombard, but then Lombard tested. So that got overturned. You know, Berkman he's a weird fighter, he either comes in crazy, yeah. he's really good or he comes in and it's like, dude, you know you need a guy that looks worse than you to win, and I think that's what happens with KJ Nunes huh. Felder is is also another grinder great striking, friends with Cowboy has trained him for many years, also if I'm not mistaken, trains with uh, Henzo Gracie Jiu Jitsu and, and part, sometimes with the uh, I know he trains with Phil Nurse sometimes you are the
0: encyclopedia team. by the way <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i'm gonna go with felder okay yeah uh, i gonna, gonna pick the the irishman i don't disagree with you
0: but uh you know it depends which berkman shows up is he gonna be the berkman that chokes out Fitch out of nowhere or is he gonna be the berkman that just kind of plods i i don't know i mean emotionally i want to pick berkman i like him but i i think you're right i think felder takes it
1: and you know i always think about that 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 Berkman that subbed Fitch, yeah, and you know that would that was almost that was two weeks away or three weeks away from being three years ago, and then right after that he got submitted by Steve Carl, who has unfortunately yeah. looked like shit since then. Yeah, um, that I yeah that's why I picked Felder. Um, yeah, I got I got the the Irish Dragon, I think is his name,
0: <laughs> the Irish Dragon. All right, now we got Comain here, and Baral versus Jeremy Stevens. This is tough.
1: It's very tough. I'm glad you said it before me because I've I've said that so much recently. I almost sound like a broken record, you know. Um Barrow's debut at featherweight coming up, so the cut should be a little easier, yeah hopefully. Um but at the same time the only the only win he's looked even minorly impressive recently was the win against Mitch Gagnon, and that came between two complete starchings by TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, I did, and I did not um, think
0: that win was impressive. By the way, I remember that fight.
1: You know, it was it was impressive to me because he was coming off that complete shellacking yeah. by TJ. It depends on which hand and Burrell shows up and if any bathtubs come into the
0: question. Oh, gosh. For those you who don't know what he's talking about, he uh, slipped in a bathtub and hit his head while he was cutting weight and had to pull out of a title fight, which Joe Sato pulled in. I, I still remember a joke I made about that. I said that uh, Dana White told the kid with seven followers if uh, he could do better, he could step in, so Joe Sato said yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we've had a we've had a knockout by bathtub. We've had a yeah. knockout by sauna. Yeah. For uh ten means I mean, damn, dude. Those those cutting weight and and uh, hygienic apparatuses, you got to be careful.
0: Yeah, man, you do, but I So who do you pick? I'm sorry. I don't think we got I,
1: to that. Yeah, I <sighs> Jeremy Stevens is such a tough fucking dude and he swings with such insanity. Oh. Let's not forget, oh, he was he
0: was, he cut down, you know, he fought at 155 competitively, too.
1: Yeah, so you're looking at a 155-er who knocked out the current 155 champ against a 135-er who got knocked out by TJ twice. <sighs> I love Hannah Burrell, always been a fan, but yeah. I got Jeremy Stevens. Either way, I think this has fight-in-the-night potential as well, but I got Jeremy Stevens.
0: Well, I think this might be another case of uh, – of uh, Nuva how do you say that? Where they train, oh, Una? Nova,
1: Nova Uniao.
0: Nova Uniao. They've been a little different since uh, testing. I'm just saying, but definitely, I'm gonna pick Stevens. I think he's the bigger guy. I think he's the tougher guy. I think, you know, I think he's gonna look a little bit like, uh, oh, Lineker You know, Lineker won, but he looked small. You know what I mean? I, th- yeah. I think he's going to be in between. I think Jeremy's going to be the much bigger guy. I, I think he really wants to. I think he really wants to win this fight. I think he's motivated. I, I think he edges him out. I don't. You know, I don't know that he knocks him out, but I, I think he'll edge him out. I think he'll overpower him. So, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Now I know for a fact we're going to disagree on this one. So we're going to go Thomas Almeida versus Cody Garbrandt at 135 pounds. Cody, no love Garbrandt. Who do
1: you got? I got no love for no love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, you know, I've I've, uh, I've watched his fights, and and very talented kid. Yeah. Um, Up and comer for sure, but you know, on the main, on the big stage, those alpha male guys, it, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a tough situation. I don't even know if Garbrandt would have gotten this fight if Lineker didn't drop out of the the. His fight with Garbrandt. I thought Lineker was going to knock Garbrandt out. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Garbrandt hasn't had a big test in the UFC yet. He's had guys that have, you know, jumped in and out. And um, Tomas Almeida, his fight with Brad Pickett was unbelievable. His knockout of of, uh, Anthony Berchak was unbelievable. I think Tomas Almeida is the up-and-comer. I think he's eventually a 135 champ let's not forget
0: though you talked about the brad pickett fight but brad pickett rocked him
1: yes yes he definitely did he did um i just i still i got tomas almeida and uh he's trained by a brazilian legend named macaco um who i'm gonna hopefully see this week because i've trained under the guy that trained under him and um I got Tomas Almeida. Either way, I'm looking at fireworks in the main event. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that
0: fight. I think it's probably fight of the night, you know. But uh, I, I, I'm going to pick Cody Love because, you know, just because Almeida has shown the signs of getting rocked. We're going to see if this new coaching dyama, dyna, dynamic is working out for Team Alpha Male. Uh, Justin Buckholtz, is that correct, is now their head coach? He, he is the head coach. So there's yes. a little
1: stability there.
0: You know, and we'll see, and Cody separated himself from the drama, you know, and and none of these guys like not having a head coach, I think, and I think, you know, and this is just way out there, if Cody wins this fight, I think that gives Faber an even better chance of beating Dominic Cruz later on, because, you know, it just means there's some stability at Team Alpha Male, that's if Faber is taking any coaching whatsoever, and, uh, you know, listening, you know what I mean? Cause he seems to, I, I, I think he seems to, you know, blaze his own path when it comes to training.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing with, um, with Cody and, you know, you said he separated himself from the drama, unfortunately in the last month or so Cody has come back and said that TJ is a piece of shit and yeah. would love to fuck him up. And he's a <laughs> motherfucker and all this shit, you know, I've noticed one thing about fighters when they concern themselves with somebody that they're not yeah. getting ready to fight. A lot of the time, it doesn't end well. And the most, the biggest one that sticks out to me was, you know, when Phil Davis was fighting Anthony Rumble, <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, I'm, so, when I'm done with Rumble, I'm coming for you, John Jones. And then any every interview after that was, John Jones, I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you. And he called he out, uh, he got, he, uh, fucking destroyed. In, in the rumble fight, and didn't get yeah. even close to a title shot. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope, I hope the things at Alpha Male are getting a little better. Yeah. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be shocked if, if Uriah loses to Dom, that he might call it a career, and maybe he becomes kind of step-in head coach. But you know, I think in terms of the guys that are still at the camp that have the most potential, I yeah. think Garbrandt is probably at the top of that
0: list. You know, and maybe he's just trying to promote himself and trying to get a big fight with this win. Maybe he could give a shit less about T.J. Dillashaw. You know, you never know. But now Joe Benavides, he's gone. He's at Team Elevation. Is that right?
1: He, he is at Team Elevation. He was saying, you know, I want to split time, but yeah. I don't know if he'll split the time. I think he's going to stay out there. I know Lance Palmer's out there with him. Um so so, alpha males kind of down to uh, you know it's it's Garbrandt, Feely, Uriah, Mendez, and I don't think Mendez gets close to the one hundred forty-five belt no. anymore. I don't think I think Uriah has one more shot, which is uh, a week from a little less than two weeks away. Yeah. Um, from you know getting his final shot, and you got Feely. Feely's been fifty fifty in the UFC, which is tough because he is very talented. Garbrandt's the only one that, that has really yeah. shown his worth out of that camp. And
0: who uh, who knows if Paige fights again? Now she's getting movie deals all of a sudden, you know.
1: You know, I I don't know if she won the Dancing with the Stars tonight. I, don't I know if did it's not like a watch two part finale or whatever it is. I know she was in the finals. She said she would take. A fight, but it would have to be after filming and after the show. Right, it's a full camp. But at the same time, if she fights again, you know, if I'm not mistaken, her last fight was Rose. It was Rose, and-, and it was either win and raise your stock to title contention, or the what happened, which was lose by complete demolition. Yeah, and your stock is dropped, and you're in the mix of a 115-pound division that is. On fire right now, filled with killers.
0: Well, look at her though; her stock is rising after a loss. You know, she, she's
1: yeah. In terms of like you know entertainment yeah. value and look whatnot, Ro- but in terms of fighting, it's it's going to be a tough road back because you got you got nothing but killers.
0: Yeah, I know. But then you got Ronda who lost, and her stock did not raise. And all of a sudden, you know, these movie projects are are, are they're falling out. You know, there's no Roadhouse anymore apparently.
1: Yeah, they they scrapped that completely, which, you know, whether it was because of Ronda losing or whatever it was, I'm kind of glad they did. I'm just mad at Hollywood in general, and I live down the street from Hollywood, and I would like to go on a tirade of stop making fucking movies
0: again. I mean, fucking point break. Why? Why? Why would you fucking redo that?
1: I watched the new one. It was absolutely abysmal. Ugh. Johnny Utah. Come on, man. It was one of the biggest pieces of shits I've ever seen, and, you know— I haven't even seen the trailer for the new Ghostbusters, but I heard it's the most disliked trailer on <laughs> it YouTube is.
0: history. I, I liked it. I mean, I, but it was stupid. I mean, they even had the same names. I mean, come on, why, why reboot it? I mean, if they would have, I, I don't know. It's all you're right. I mean, you're just basically you regurgitating things from the '80s nowadays. You know, the original Roadhouse was a great cult classic. Why screw with it? You know, just I remember watching that thing and the guy goes right boot. You know, the movie was. That movie was great. I mean, why, yeah. why? Why screw with it?
1: She lost Roadhouse, but she got signed to a three movie Lifetime Channel deal. <laughs> I saw that. So and I'm not man. gonna make the same joke I made last time because I took a lot of flack for that one.
0: I I made a joke where Travis Brown is got signed too. He's just gonna play
1: himself. I made somewhat along that joke, but it was a uh, little more violent, and uh, uh, yeah, I took some shit. Oh man. Oh man.
0: Well, listen, CB. You got anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to plug? You want to plug um, your podcast?
1: You know, uh, yeah, we got, we got the, uh, we got the MMA Roasted podcast. Thursday, I will not be there. I will be in Vegas. All right, um, but that is our last show at Sideshow, and uh, oh, so that's we're, right we're starting a studio in uh, the MMA Roasted apartment. Yeah, um, we had Colleen Schneider on today. We had an absolute blast. I don't know if that one's hit iTunes yet. I should probably check for it right now. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it's up yet. Um, so we got that. I will be in Vegas this entire weekend, from Thursday to Sunday night, for Almeida Gar Brands, and then I will be hanging out because I am a local all of next week, from Tuesday till Saturday. For UFC 199, which most people probably don't care much about after today's uh, news, um, and everybody pretty much knows where to find me in Twitter and Instagram, CB the Grenade, Facebook CB Gold. All right. And uh, I'm I'm easily trackable in LA, hiding in a bush, driving my car with a couple <laughs> bodies in the trunk. Um, and it's an absolute pleasure to be on your show, man. I know we've been talking about it for a yeah. while, and, uh, you wanted to, you were trying to get the whole thing started. You know, I just, I love, I love hooking up with, uh, people that, that I like and respect, whether it's a Twitter persona or, you know, I know you're trying to come out to SoCal at some point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the two interns are going to have to battle for the Oh, them. man. For the MMA Roasted Championship, oh. I haven't been defeated for it yet. But uh, no, it's it's an honor to come on, and I had a lot of fun. And you know, if you want to, if you're ever looking to have the psycho on as a guest, you you know where exactly to find me, and I will make myself readily available. You bet,
0: brother. And if you ever got some breaking news, and uh, we can we can set up a little recording session, you know, you let me know. We'll figure it out, buddy. And I just want to say thank you. I uh, I had this night open up just unexpectedly, and I had asked a few people. And uh, you were the first guy to say yes, and I appreciate that. I was going to try to get a whole bunch of interviews in the can tonight, and it did not work out. So, again, thank you for, uh, you know, fiddling with your schedule and coming on tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I, I, will, I will try to always be the first one that says yes, or if I'm not the first, I will always, you know, say yes. I'm, I'm never, especially now, I've been asked to do several different podcasts and interviews and whatnot, and, and uh, I'll never turn one down. I'm... I'm I love doing it. I love being able to, you know, spread my knowledge and, and have people that actually want to hear what I have to say because my own family couldn't give two shits about <laughs> MMA. So uh, hey, listen, man, so gives me a platform. <laughs> don't, so. feel, don't feel bad because,
0: like, you know, my family makes fun of me all the time. Like, I'm on Twitter, and I, I have about 9,000 followers, and they're uh they're like, oh, you're doing that Twitter thing again? And they're just not impressed. It is what it is, man. So, yeah, I got probably two of my Facebook friends that follow me on Twitter.
1: Yeah, well, you know, this this is an up-and-coming sport, and people need to start taking notice because, you know, yeah, it is 23 years in the making yeah. in terms of having the UFC, but at the same time, people need to start getting aware because we're only getting bigger.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, my God, if the uh, conglomerate buys the UFC, I sure hope Dana doesn't go anywhere, or else uh, I'm going to have one lonely parody account.
1: You know, I, I honestly, from what I've heard and read they're not selling the UFC. Yeah, they're selling It's some Lorenzo. Parts of it. It's Lorenzo trying to get a little bit of a piece away so he can focus more on the casinos and stuff like that. I don't. I just don't see them getting rid of the entire company.
0: No, I don't either. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I mean, they've come too far. They're really invested in it personally. I, I agree with you. You know, and, the, and the, there was a the whole to do, and they sold part of it to Abu Dhabi and all that. And uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, so
1: people take notice, MMA, the UFC, Bellator, we're taking charge, we're getting bigger, and uh, watch out because we're coming.
0: All right, brother. Well, thanks again, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we will have to do it again sometime.
1: No problem. Anytime, man. Thank you.
0: All right, and hey, next time you guys make random calls, give me a holler.
1: (laughs) I I think we can do that.
0: All right, brother. Take care. Thanks again.
1: No problem. You too. All
0: right. Awesome. That was CB Gold. I uh, appreciate everyone that's listening. I got some great interviews lined up coming up. Kirk Muncrief from Albuquerque Seasonings. I got my buddy, my college buddy, Pat Martin, who actually saved his school. He's a certain superintendent of Tarkio, Missouri, he saved his school from a shooter. Look him up, Pat Martin. Uh, I've got Adam Hunter coming on and many, many more I am working on. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please visit AaronSaysWhat.com. Click on the affiliate links and help support the podcast. Until next time, Shalom.